Welcome back, everybody, to another episode here of the Work Well Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Reese Jr. Today, my guest is Mike Resendez, DJ Mike Rez. Over yeah. He's from uh, WFNU Frogtown Radio. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Joe. Yeah, of course. Uh, glad to have you here. Glad to talk about uh, WFNU FM. Uh, for those of you that do not know uh, what WFNU is, Mike, why don't you give us a little bit of a background about, on it? Yeah, it's a low-power FM radio station. Uh, low-power means that uh, we don't run on the same types of power that your bigger FM radio stations run, like your your iHeart conglomerate mm-hmm. radio stations and some of the other radio stations here in town. So they run anywhere from 50,000 to a hundred thousand Watts on their antenna, okay. which gives them a line of reach. sight yeah. reach basically means that if you're standing on top of their radio tower, all the way to the horizon is where they reach. Okay. Uh, WFNU does not do that. We have 110 Watts of power okay. and that's a strong 110 Watts of power. Okay. okay. So it's uh, generally like a five mile radius. Okay. Um, but it radio signals are funny and quirky. So to the our our tower is at uh, Dale and University. Mm-hmm. So right here in the heart of Frogtown yeah. in St. Paul. Uh, to the north, it reaches to Highway 36. So that's about three miles. Okay. To the south, we reach all the way to like Yankee Doodle Road on oh, 35. Wow. So that's 13 miles to the south. So oh, weird. We're not breaking any rules or laws. It's just that's the power the we were given, and that's just the way it works. To the east, we go to Oakdale. Okay. And to the west, we hit, uh, I think it's 26th Avenue or 26th Street in okay. Minneapolis. So, well, that's actually, that's a pretty, pretty large reach. Yeah. So we're, uh, <laughs> and then you throw in the, the internet and the, yeah. inter, and the interwebs, and we're, we're, we're worldwide. So yeah. you can reach us anywhere. And I've actually listened to the radio station on the app from Portland, Maine. And in Portland, Oregon. So okay. in both, both Portland's. Oh, wow. Yep. So in, in looking at your analytics and stuff, are you, are, are you noticing in people on, uh, from the streaming side of things, um, outside of St. Paul listening? Um, I hope so. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's kind of weird. Um, just like with like podcast analytics, like when mm-hmm. you break them down, and you'll get like listeners from France and you're yeah. like, well, who's listening to me in France? You <laughs> right. know, and then you break it down even further and it's some village that you've never heard of or never <laughs> will even visit. And there's like yep. three people that are listening. It's the same thing. Okay. So the apps, uh, you know, our app and, and their service will show you different regions and yeah. different times of when people are listening. So it, it's, it's really a crapshoot as far as who's listening when, but people are listen. So that's the fun part. If you put it out there, people are going to listen. Yeah. And Mike, how did you, I don't think I've ever asked you this, but how did you actually get started in radio? Uh, it, uh, way back my grandfather, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my grandfather's had nothing to do with radio. Uh, it was weird when I grew was growing up, I was going to be a teacher and then I was going to be a police officer. And then something happened in high school. They let me MC an event in high school and it was all uphill or downhill from there. <laughs> okay. Uh, I kind of, I liked being the center of attention. Mm. So, and who in radio doesn't like being the center yeah. of attention. So um, I decided that uh, I was going to go to Brown Institute and be the next, uh, I wasn't going to be Howard Stern. I was going to be Tony Fly. 
Okay. So okay. that's, that's what I was going to do, uh, with my life. And what you do at Brown is you have to, there's like a, a gatekeeper, uh, by the name of Roy Finden back then. He was the old channel five weather uh, guy okay. before you needed a meteorologist degree to be a weather guy. You just copied stuff out of the mm-hmm. newspaper. So he gives you a script and he gives you two minutes to read it. Mm-hmm. And then he brings you into his office, which is dark and there's one lamp on and (laughs) he intimidates the hell out of you does that on purpose um but you read the script and then he scores you and roy god bless him he sits back in his chair with the clipboard and he "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm," does that as you're reading (laughs) um and then he gives you a few pointers and he tells you the score if you pass that you can go on to the next sounds like a bad movie it, it, <laughs> I was, scary. I, I didn't think it was going to be that way, but it was that way. Um, but I passed with flying colors. Okay. Okay. So I was allowed to go into the next process, which is having two recruiters show up at your house oh, wow. <laughs> with your parents in your living room, talking and giving you them, giving your parents their, okay. uh, their sales pitch. But <laughs> uh, why Brown is the best radio school sure. in the country. And at the time it was, mm-hmm. um, and then I went through 18 months of that of radio school, uh, which gave me a two year college degree in radio and television. Okay. Uh, started working in Preston, Minnesota, did that for a little while and then realized that 21, that was not the place I wanted to be. (laughs) So came back here and started, uh, DJing weddings and parties with my buddy, RJ. We did that for like 10 years. And this is, this was before social media, Joe. So we could trace back every party we ever did to the first wedding we ever did. Oh, wow. It was all word of mouth. We didn't spend one dime on advertising. (laughs) So, and it kept us busy for 10 years, like wow, three, four Saturdays a month. So it was, it was crazy. It's a nice gig. Yeah. And then you get only get, you know, it's fun for a little while. And then you get so many drunk uncles telling you to (laughs) to play, uh, you know, free bird, (laughs) you know, so then you get tired of that. And I thought I was done with, radio and DJing and everything. And then here comes WFNU and yeah, let's talk about that. How did, um, cause you've been there since the beginning pretty much. Uh, right? Yeah. I'm like four months shy okay. of being there from the beginning, which it's still like, it's been 2015, October 3rd of 2015 was my first radio show there. Okay. Uh, and that was when we were still doing internet only at a, oh, yeah. on a folding table. Yeah, because I remember when you guys were doing the when you started doing the fundraising whatnot for the uh, for the antenna. Yeah, and um, yeah, at that time it was just streaming. So how many how many shows are on WFNU right now? Oh, uh, right now I think we're thirty to forty shows oh, and wow. about sixty. It's all volunteer. Yep. So about I think we're at about sixty volunteers right okay. now. I'm sure the numbers are up and down, and it ranges on. Um, what the type of show and yeah, there's uh music shows, talk shows, variety shows, okay. um, 94.1 FM on your FM dial. <laughs> um, and then streaming live on WFNU.org and the live 365 app. Nice. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the shows. So I started doing high school sports. Uh, it's one of the things I did in Preston was high school football games. Okay. And then I was the board operator for their high school sports program that aired on Saturday mornings called coach's corner. 
And our sports director was, uh, all he did, he would interview coaches at one of the local restaurants um, on Saturday mornings from 10 to 11. And I was just sat back at the studio when I listened and actually learned quite a bit about interviewing. Um, when I was at Brown, my whole point of being at Brown was I was just going to throw music on and that's, and then I was going to talk in between and give Mm -hmm. a, give a cattle update, you know, once in a while. (laughs) That was, that was like my whole goal. That's all I wanted (laughs) to do. I was going to do that for the whole, my whole career. And then I started helping with sports and calling football games, which I'd never done before, Mm -hmm. um, but picked it up pretty quick Mm -hmm. um, because I played high school football. So I I knew as much as you can know as a 21 year old playing high school football (laughs) um, and just fell in love with it. So when I had the opportunity at WFNU, my first radio show was high school sports and it was interviewing athletes and coaches. And from there, it just kind of, it spurred spawned into my own um, website, 651sports.com changed the name of the show to 651 sports started to doing the whole brand thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had a good, good participation from all the schools in St. Paul, coaches, parents, athletes, all of it. Um, and then the pandemic hit mm. and it just kind of fell apart. Some, you know, you just rules changed and you just couldn't get as much participation as you wanted to. And then you couldn't start yeah. seeing uh, sports as much as you wanted to. And it just was not a good show mm-hmm. for a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but in the meantime, during the off season of high school sports, I was doing music shows. So I okay. just decided to continue the music show and just made that the full time yeah. uh, show. At Talk about WFNU. that a little bit. You, um, so you help manage a, a brand, a, a music brand or what? How would yeah. You so how that started was, when I dis, uh, decided to start a music show, it was just going to be local music. Okay. Um, and that's, that was the the focus that WFNU was going towards. Um, because when we started, we were just throwing on music. Okay. It did, we didn't matter what type of music we just played the music. Sure. Um, and then at the same time that I decided I was going to start going more local, they decided to go local as well. Okay. So it kind of just tied in. Yeah. Um, but I was looking for guests to interview on the show. Um, and I ended up talking to uh, a guy by the name of North Innsbruck. That was his synth wave stage name. Chris is his real name. Good dude, really down to earth. Um, we hit it off, uh, really good right away. And from him, I met a couple of guys that did a local podcast called two poor bastards and they've changed their name to the paradise arcade, but they were synth wave based and they talked about whiskey. So that's where the poor Uh, art came. Okay. Um, and from there I met those guys, got more involved in the synth wave scene here in the twin cities. We realized there was a lot more synth wave artists than we knew, hmm. which is, you know, like electronic artists and yeah. synth wave. I, the best description I heard, uh, was a couple months ago on Twitter and I wish I remember who said it, but he said synth wave is what eighties music should have been and what we all <laughs> wished it was. Okay. So, um, <laughs> that's kind of how that goes. That's how like the retro eighties vibe kind of ties into it with, you got your neon lights and your grids and your sunsets and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, so then, uh, we met, uh, a few more artists, about six or seven. Um, and then we decided we were going to start putting on shows and, and, uh, that's how that started. Nitro wave TC is the name of that, uh, kind of concert promotion company that we're running. 
you so you guys do um all local um local uh bars and whatnot here venues yeah we uh the amsterdam here in st paul has been really nice does it kind of like our it's a cool venue. quasi home yeah um we did a, a couple of shows. Well, we did one show at Can Can Wonderland in 2019, and that was kind of like our coming out party. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, we did a couple of shows. Uh, we did a show at uh, Barely Brothers in St. Paul, okay, which was uh, it, it was just a record store, and they just have like a like a set up a stage <laughs> oh, and a sound okay. system sure. in the back of their store. And we did like a practice run there, and it turned out pretty good. Nice. And then, uh, an artist from New York came. He does like electronic funk. Um, oh, sweet. on tour and he heard about us. So he grabbed a couple of our guys and they played at some bar, some dive bar in Minneapolis. Okay. Um, but we played at three, three, one, we played at the white squirrel, um, nice. Amsterdam can, can wonderland. Um, I'm trying to think where else we played at a couple other bars. So I'm not, per, you know, intentionally leaving you out, <laughs> but it just seems like a whirlwind now. And now we were going to play at uh seven street entry, uh, in this January, but now we're, Everything's kind of yeah, music no, venues no, are no locking down. Yeah. <laughs> again. So we're, we've already got plans to start back up again in the April ish timeframe. Yep. So nice. we're, we're not going away. Yeah. With the uh, pandemic, when, when all that hit, uh, how did that affect the, um, the radio stations? Uh, the, I mean, just the way you guys ran it in general. Uh, it, uh, it, shut us down but not to the point where nobody could do a show so with technology these days if you had an opportunity to record at your house you can upload Mm, a new show and it would be played Uh, the software at the radio station was set up where nice you know google drive yeah (laughs) you know it's kind of saved us because if you had the opportunity to record at home it could upload to a folder on google drive (laughs) our software picked that up, yeah. you know, and everybody had a different folder and like I had my own folder. And if I recorded a show, edit it at home, upload it and nice. brand new show. Slick. Yeah. So it was, uh, technology has come a long way. Yeah. So, cause if it was 10 years ago, yeah, there would be no WFNU. We would have oh, been shut man. down. So what is, so WFNU, what is their, what, what's the mission with WFNU? The mission for WFNU, it's a community radio station. Um, and to steal the tagline that we use all the time is to amplify the voices of a community. And that's what we do mm-hmm. at WFNU. So there's a lot of shows that will interview people in the community, like businesses, like what you do on this mm-hmm. podcast. Sure. Uh, but more hyper-focused and local to like the Frogtown area or to, you know, another neighborhood that's right around there. Um there's a show uh, living loud that Karen J mm-hmm. hosts and she will interview uh, people who, you know, have been suffering for different, different reasons, um, race related reasons, uh, community related reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also done um, forums with candidates for mayor of St. Paul sure. and for representatives of the Frogtown mm-hmm. area, city council members. I mean, okay. she will bring in politicians and she'll talk about all of that stuff. So, I mean, yeah. it, that's the kind of stuff you don't get on other radio stations, no. like especially owned by like big corporate mm-hmm. um, organizations. They have their slant yeah. on things or they don't, won't even talk about it. Right. So you won't even hear it on other radio stations. Yeah. Especially on a, on FM dial. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. Th- that's a, a, a very cool 
outlet to have for a a community for a neighborhood in general uh, or St. Paul in general, really. Right. Um, what, what would hold back any community from starting something like that? The FCC. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, the, uh, so the whole low power radio act that was, uh, Barack Obama initiative. Okay. Um, and president Obama, uh, told the FCC to release, a certain number of frequencies mm. um, because uh, you know, we talk about gatekeepers and the FCC is the biggest gatekeeper right. of them all when it comes to communication. Uh, and so they released a certain amount of frequencies throughout the country and you had to apply, you had to be a nonprofit. So they had okay. cer- certain rules, low power radio stations have to be nonprofit. So a lot of them are owned frequencies and license holders are owned by churches across the country, especially in the South. A lot of the low power okay. stations are mm. uh, run by religious organizations. Um, and f- the Frogtown neighborhood association who originally owned our license got lucky and were picked. Wow. Uh, so there was four radio stations here in the twin cities. Um, there was WFNU in Frogtown. And then uh, there was a radio station on the East side. Um, and then two radio stations in Minneapolis. Mm. Um, and the station on the East side, I'm not sure what their status is. They're still on the air, but I do not believe that they're regularly programming. Okay. Uh, KRSM in South Minneapolis is kind of one of our sister stations. So we do a lot of stuff and actually a lot of our shows on WFNU or not a lot of them, but a few of our shows on WFNU have done shows on both stations. Okay. Um, and then, uh, there's a, another radio station in South Minneapolis and they're all Somali language. So, but they're another low power radio station. So the twin cities got lucky. We got four. Wow. Um, and there's another, for sure, another radio station up on the North shore. Um, that is a low power that got it as well. Okay. So, so is there, so there's only, so there's no more available to apply for right now. No, really not apply. Okay. One of these. So it was very, the window was very small. Wow. And the uh, application process was, was very picky. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. So a lot of red tape. You got to, fight through. Right. Yeah. You know, and if, if anybody is interested in learning how to podcast to be on the radio, like anybody can apply to be a show oh, on our okay. radio station. I don't know how open it is at other radio stations, mm-hmm. but that's how WFNU is run. So, wow. And they yeah. can do that just through the website. Just and, through the website, okay. WFNU.org. Wow. Well, there you go. If you want to, if you're interested in starting your own show or learning how to, uh, right. Yeah. Get into the, that, uh, business. And I might be the one showing you how to run the board. Who knows? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so what's next for, um, for Mike Rez? Oh, what isn't next for Mike Rez? It seems like I'm doing too much <laughs> and not enough all at the same yeah. time. <laughs> uh, well, besides the radio station, I've got, uh, another podcast, the amazing pop culture podcast, which I got involved with because of the radio sh- station. Yeah. So I met this guy, Dags, who was doing at the time it was the Amish baby machine podcast. Uh, and it was, it's pop culture stream of conscious type stuff. And, uh, he came on my radio show cause I was like, well, you're local, you're a podcaster. Come on in, let's right, talk about right. it. So, uh, he was kind of, it kind of was like a, a good thing at the, you know, like a right place, right time type thing. Cause he was, he had a co-host, but 
the co-host wasn't as available as he wanted to yeah. be. And, and his other co-host is still around that comes in once in a while and fills in, especially like at times when I can't be there. So, right, right. um, but he needed somebody to, a little bit more consistent and I was able to fill that. Um, and so now he's got like three or four different co-hosts that fill in here and there. So is that where you did the, uh, was that where you did the pocky chip? hot chip challenge through or so I didn't, I wasn't involved with the hot chip challenge, okay. but I did the gummy bear challenge. That's what, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was bad. <laughs> See, we got challenged by another podcast. Uh, I think it was, uh, Oh, that looked brutal. Yeah, it was. And they, they sent it to us. And of course me not really being involved with the conversation, I was voluntold. I was doing it. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was, uh, yeah, that was something else you had to, eat this gummy bear that was 9 million Scoville units. So it's like 900, 900 times hotter than a jalapeno. Then you did the, uh, the hot noodles too. We did hot noodles. Yeah. That, uh, that was the ramen. Yeah. So uh, like we're finding a- out that I'm not very good at these hot challenges. Okay. okay. But my co-host Dags is yeah, a, pep- he like, a pepper he like a champ. Yeah. yeah. He didn't, he, he was telling me, Oh, I hate spicy food. It's my Dags impression. Oh, I hate spicy food. And it sounds like a, <laughs> like a caveman. Um, <laughs> but he, he, he's a pepperhead. Mm-hmm. He like, you know, gets that euphoric high off right. of it. And like he's, he loves it. Yeah. So. It, that one was, uh, harder to watch for me. I, I've, I felt my mouth burning <laughs> on that, that noodle episode for yeah. whatever reason. They, they looked hot. <laughs> they were, yeah, <laughs> you could yeah, see it you wasn't, sweating on that. It one. wasn't temperature hot. I mean, it was, that was hot. Yeah. yeah the the teddy bear hot. one looked um, like it, it burned, but the, for whatever reason, the noodle one, that one, you guys looked like you were yeah having a, a tough time with that one. Yeah. One we did um, on the podcast, we didn't film it for the YouTube channel, but on the podcast, it was, uh, we called it the hottest interview we ever did because uh, <laughs> North Innsbruck came in. And North Innsbruck had been, has been on the show for a couple of times and mm-hmm. I'm good friends with them and he's getting to be good friends with Dags and, uh, Dags said, well, if you're coming on, we've been doing these hot stuff. So bring, oh, no. bring like hot sauces or something. So he decided he was bringing, he brought chicken tenders, um, but he also brought in different hot sauces and they got hotter and hotter as we went. So at the end, it was the end hot sauce. Oh, okay. and that was, that was brutal. Was it the end? It was, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was that was how we ended the, uh, okay. the interview. Is that, what, neither, what, none of us could talk. Oh gosh. <laughs> what was, what ended up being the hottest thing that you've tried so far? Uh, the end hot sauce. Was it? Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, I think that was one. You remember the, they used to have that chili, the first chili store at the mall of America. Yeah. Yeah. It was Caliente. I think it was called. Yeah. yeah. That was the one when it first came out. So the first version of it where they would only give you a cute or a, a toothpick yep. tip, dip, yep. that was the one. Okay. And we put it on a chicken tender. Wow. You know, and we, we didn't like smother the whole thing, but right. we dipped the end of it. Okay. In the, yeah. That was, don't do that. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Man. So where else can, um, so you can find WFNU, um, online. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the, what are the handles on social media? Uh, WFNU radio or Frogtown Community Radio, you'll find us. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you interact with the Twitter uh, page, that's me. Okay. Uh, if you interact with the Instagram or Facebook page, that's either me or Katie. Okay. So Katie is one of the station <laughs> managers. Um, so depending on the response you get, yeah. if it's snarky, it's probably me. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can find us uh, on that in WFNU.org and 94.1 FM on the radio dial. Okay. Do, are you still, are you still doing the uh, 945? 
Yeah. So the 945 show is my show on Saturday mornings Mm -hmm. and that's the local music show. Um, I kind of like split it up, uh, these days. Oops. Hold on. I think my phone's going off. (laughs) I didn't mute it. I don't normally mute it. Ooh, it's special alert. Um, anyway, yeah. So we, uh, I kind of split it up this year. So I do some interviews with local artists and then I do, uh, some shows where it's just like 12 local songs and there might be stuff you've heard or not heard, but it's all local. Um, I have been known to dive into like stuff from Wisconsin or California even, you know? Okay. So it's like, if you're an indie artist and you ask nicely, I'll probably play <laughs> we it. We won't hold it against you if yeah. you're from Wisconsin. That's right. But you can't offer. So this is another thing. You can't offer DJs anything of value to play your music. Please don't do that. It's very illegal. <laughs> so don't do that. Oh no. What's, um, and, and your personal, um, handles, public handles. Can people uh, follow you at Mike res radio on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And then if you want to follow Mike's paints, do I'm going to throw this in there? Yeah. Too. Let's talk about your painting and your, um, your cribbage boards, man. Those yeah. Are, that's those are nuts. Cool. It's going crazy. So pre pandemic, this was way before anybody had even heard of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. I, I started pour painting, acrylic pour painting, mm-hmm. just cause I was watching uh wood turning videos, <laughs> people okay. making bowls and stuff yeah. on YouTube. And then you go down the rabbit hole and all yep. of a sudden it's, you're watching people pour paint and you're like, what the heck is this all about? And you <laughs> figure it's really easy to do so I can do this. So I started pouring paint, which is something I got into and I started getting really good at it and people started mm-hmm. paying me for it, which yeah. seemed crazy. So I was like, oh, this is sweet. But as you're learning about it, you're also learning about resin and what resin can do and can't do. And I'm thinking, man, that just looks really messy and sticky and expensive. And I'm never getting into resin. (laughs) Never. I was like, there's no way. And then all of a sudden here I am pouring resin, making cribbage boards out of resin and wood or specialty resin, resin and Legos and resin and sand and making ocean boards. And I'll put, I'll put a, um, I'll put a link to those cribbage or is it, do you have Zen on your website? Yeah. Too? Mike's okay. paintstudio.com. Go to the shop and, and I'll put a, there's uh, a cribbage board page. I'll put a picture of these cribbage boards up when, when I post this, cause they are, they're pretty damn cool. Thanks. <laughs> they yeah. Cool. It's, it's quite amazing. It's, I didn't think I was going to sell any. Mm-hmm. And if I was, cause the first three I made, man, do they look terrible? I still have the first three I made <laughs> and they look horrible. Yeah. And then I kind of like, watched another couple people make something and, mm. and it wasn't watching them make cribbage boards. I was watching them make those river tables oh, with the yeah. resin and yep. wood. And that's how I got the idea. And I saw somebody on Etsy who had a couple boards and I was like, man, that's really expensive. People mm. are paying those prices. So I priced my stuff a little bit lower than this guy and man, they're just flying off the shelf. Yeah. So it's crazy. I mean, I do have some inventory now, but I was, you play cribbage. I don't, I hate cribbage. <laughs> <laughs> I learned how to play. My wife taught me how to play. Oh. She never let me win, oh. <laughs> but it got to the point after five years where it, no matter who I played, yeah. I was getting I my butt game. kicked. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> I'm never playing cribbage again. And then I figured out a way to, to help everybody. Yeah, in their I never, addiction. I never, <laughs> yeah, I never got into it. My, my in-laws love it, but I just, I don't know. I think my attention span isn't long enough or something. It just, I can't eh. do the math. That's the 15s well, yeah. and the stuff. Cause I'll do hands. I'm thinking, Oh, I did really good. I got 
10 points. And my wife's like, you left six points on the table. I'm like, how? <laughs> you know, and then she shows me and then you feel like an idiot. So yeah. yeah. So I'll make, I'll make the boards and I'll make everybody yeah. happy yeah. that way. Well, I mean, there's been some, what have you released any new designs on them? Um, no. So they, they're just like plain rectangles, but I figured out how to make different stuff within the rectangles. Yeah. So, yep. um, the couple boards that I did and one that I submitted to the state fair was uh, an ocean themed one. So I used actual sand nice. um, and then tinted the, uh, the layer of resin on top of that blue to look like the ocean water. Mm-hmm. And then I put some like sea creatures or, yeah. or uh, seashells in them. Um, yeah. And I had a couple of the first one I did, I took a picture of it after I poured it. So it hadn't even set yet. And somebody was like, I want that one. I was like, sweet, you can have that one. So then I made nice. another one for the state fair and that one, I knew I was going to have trouble because what you do is you in the creative arts center or whatever they call it, mm-hmm. um, you drop it off to a couple of judges and then they take a look at it and then they ask you some questions and then all the judges judge it and look at it. And, yeah. um, the first judge looked at it and he said, well, what are these bugs doing in there? And there was the seashells. <laughs> so and then right away he admitted the other judge was like, those are seashells. And he's like, well, I should put my glasses on maybe. And I was like, well, I have no shot if these people are like that, you know? So I think it's time for new judges guys. Right. I know. I, I ended up missing, uh, placing and getting a ribbon by like four points oh, or something. I found that out I at the end. I would have seen the shells. The I'm telling you. Gotten them. I know. So then, uh, I've done Lego ones. We have three stone Legos cool. in there. Yeah, yeah. I've done a couple of those that the first Lego board I did, um, I ended up putting it online, uh, up for auction and mm-hmm. donating all the money to charity. Nice. So that all went to St. Jude's. Very cool. Um, so I got over like 250 bucks for that one. So then it all went wow. to charity. So I was like, this is kind of fun. Yeah. So, um, I've got one right now that's stained glass themed. So we'll be working on that. So nice. It's just kind of like the sky's the limit, whatever you can figure to put in the red. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, I, that's what I think was cool about, about the boards when I seen them. Cause I, I, you know, you see it and you envision different things within it. Like, I mean, then you can start getting into like the sports themes and then you, you know, the, right. the Marvel comics and all those different things. Right, yeah. you know, like, if it fits within an inch and a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you can throw in there. Yeah. So I've got one, uh, personalize a, them, uh, game night theme. So it's got Scrabble tiles, Monopoly oh, pieces sweet. and checkers and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's like, honestly, it's like the sky's the limit. If you can yeah. think of it and I can figure it out, I'll put it in a cribbage board for you. Yeah. That's awesome. Doing any more painting then, or you just, um, it's kind of been put on hold because I, I started doing, you know, you do one cribbage board and then it's, the word starts getting out. I, since, uh, so I started my first cribbage, I'm, I'm seeing all the memories pop up on Facebook now, <laughs> the first three cribbage boards that aren't very good that no one will ever get. Those are still, those are going to stay with me. Um, started a year ago yesterday. Okay. I started pouring them. And so then when I started figuring out the great way to do it that everybody liked. So in less than a year, I've sold 50 cribbage boards. So wow, that, yeah, wow, that's it's, good. It's a lot. It's yeah. a, lot of, a lot of stuff. You you know, how long does each one take to make typically? Um, if you go straight through it, it's like a week and a half. Wow. Okay. So, but I've got four, <laughs> I've got four molds now, so I can okay. do four at a time. If you, you know, if I fill them all up, it takes a little bit longer because you, you start getting overwhelmed. I'm a one man, right? Right. <laughs> one man operation. Kids, come in so, here. I need your help. Yeah, I know. So I ended up building a, a shed in the backyard. So I had more space okay. for sanding and cutting and drilling. So yeah, it's been, nice. it's kind of crazy to think that 
all it started with was me watching one Ward Wood Turner video on God, I um, love the internet, YouTube man. in 2019. The rabbit holes you fall into. Oh man, I'm telling you, there's a lot of crazy stuff on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, there is. So. <laughs> I learned how to uh, fish through an hourglass. Plus, I can. Uh, <laughs> I learned a shortcut to uh, making ravioli somehow. Yeah, well, you realize like how like easily entertained you are too. Because I'll watch, you know, after a while you found on the rabbit hole and you're like, I watched a guy crush things with a hydraulic press for three hours. <laughs> well, it's like TikTok, you know, you sit there right. three hours later. <laughs> what did I just do? Yeah, right. Where did my life just go? <laughs> and those are like one minute videos. Yeah, That's a yeah. lot of videos you're watching. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, gosh, what the other night I was in bed with my phone, like, uh, like a, you should never do. Right. Yeah, I just couldn't fall asleep, so eh, I'll just I'll look at some videos. Well, that one was funny. <laughs> oh, that one's really funny. Right. And then uh, Oop, it's can't like that one. One thirty a.m. and um, I should probably get off my phone right, so yeah. I can fall asleep. Yeah, I got to roll over and do something tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, Mike, I appreciate you coming in again, man. Yeah, no um, problem. WFNU.org. Right. I guess that's, right. that's right. Yep. <laughs> Don't go to dot com. That won't bring you anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to buy that up. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I'll put up all the the handles and the links in the description and uh, on screen for you guys. Mike, appreciate you coming in. Thanks for having um, me, Joe. Yeah, I appreciate of course. It. We'll um, we'll have to do this again. Maybe we can come in and plug some. Well, hopefully, this COVID stuff is over with soon, and we can. I'll get back to our daily lives and start going to live shows again regularly. And right. Start, yeah, I know we can come in and plug some shows and Heck maybe yeah. do some more fun bits or something and just have a good time with it. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for tuning in today. You all have a great day and work well. <laughs>